Tim jumping back into one of the tried and true genres and topics du jour of a dude and a bro, which I always will give you credit for, for introducing to me and bringing into our mix, true crime. So we're going to be talking about a brand new offering from a familiar voice and a credible uh, authority, thought leader, authority, credentialed analyst, all those, uh, you know, descriptors befitting here for Laura Richards and we're going to be talking about crime analysts from Laura Richards so always fun and helpful just to read the blurb real quick on the show description so if you are curious about the who done it and the why done it and how and why victims become footnotes in their own murders crime analyst is for you hosted by world-renowned and award-winning crime behavioral analyst Laura Richards so Tim Laura Richards is the real deal um, she is an actual credentialed expert. Uh, she worked with for Scotland Yard prior to getting into media and all sorts of things. And Tim, I know you were a real big fan of a show that she was a co-creator and host of before, which was Real Crime Profile on the 13 Best True Crime uh, Podcast, which is an article you did, Shameless Self Plug, which is up on PrimalStreamMedia.com. You have Real Crime Profile listed in there. So maybe just briefly talk about that, her foray into true True Crime Podcasting there. And then please share me your gut reaction to what you've consumed so far of Crime Analyst with Laura Richards. So yeah, I'm a huge fan of Laura Richards. So I just want to throw that out there. Uh, I was introduced to her by listening to the Re Real Crime Profile podcast. Um, it includes uh, Jim Clemente, who's a former FBI profiler. And he worked in that the behavioral science department in the FBI, uh, the one where that that Mind Hunter show is about, where you know Which tracking the Union yeah. bomber and all these serial killers. So the guy is like real deal, legit um, guy. Um, obviously, Laura Richards, uh, she was formerly of Scotland Yard. I mean, that's like an exclusive uh, investigative um, body over in England, uh, Scotland. And Lisa Zambetti is also on Real Crime Profile. And um, she's the executive producer of CBS's Criminal Minds. And also Jim Clemente is like an executive producer. Like he is like a lead consultant on the show. Um, but yeah, so I was when you recommended that we uh, listen to the show Crime Analyst uh, with Laura Richards, I, I was super pumped to check it out, man. So maybe do this, Tim. Uh, first off, give your gut reaction. How'd you feel about Crime Analyst? What are your thoughts? And maybe just do a brief compare and contrast for for the two different shows what the flavors are and then i'll be happy to jump in and let you know what my thoughts were as well all right so i might have an interesting slightly controversial take here man Ooh, <laughs> so all right bring it let's just delve right into that dude prepare you so like i said i'm a huge fan of laura richards um and specifically I love what she does. She's re very passionate about the subject. She's all about, you know, advocating for abused women. Uh, I think she started a program over in Scotland or, or England um, that helps women of domestic violence. Um, and she's very passionate ab about this subject. So, you know, um, the, the, the podcast surrender surrounds um, a serial killer over in, in Northern England. Um, and actually Netflix has a show called Ripper uh, about it right now that you can kind of as a companion piece you could watch the net Netflix documentary and listen to Laura Richards podcast and her mission is I want to take back the notoriety 
and I want I want to take back all the fame and focus on the actual serial killer who's a scumbag and doesn't deserve the notoriety and I and I want to focus on the victims and in the first episode the first couple episodes of crime analyst she interviews the son of one of the first victims and really gives that perspective of like hey man there's so many people affected by these you know heinous crimes you know the the victim of the ripper and i probably shouldn't be using that term because she doesn't uh of this guy's crimes had young children and these young children had to grow up without a mother and which is a horrible horrible thing so laura richards really shines a light on the effects and that there's real people involved uh that there's other victims here and you know that that this you know and and the media too she's like the media uh, is making money off of reporting these crimes. Meanwhile, you know, uh, the family members are, are kind of being victimized again by, by these stories in the news. I haven't gotten to my controversial take. Yeah, so I far, I'm on board with everything, Tim. Uh, I'm kind right, of sitting but, here waiting. What do you got? So, okay, so I just want to pause for a moment to see if you had anything to add well, dude, to that Well, dude, let me just quickly take. say, I want to co-sign everything you just said. I mean, dude, Upon listening to the trailer in the first episode, there's such a, a warmth and a compassion that Laura Richards shines through her work for the victims, you're right. And Tim, when I was listening to that son be interviewed and he was detailing the night his mom did not come home, have you ever heard that perspective in any crime be detailed of a family member sitting and waiting for their loved one to come home and then going out and sort of like looking for them in a daze. And this was a six-year-old kid talking about him and his two siblings walking behind their home in the, a wooded path to get to like an area where, you know, their mom sometimes walks to and from like the little town area. I, to me, that was so chilling to me. And I never heard that perspective. Typically, you just jump right into the, the guts and the gore and the slashers and all that stuff. And this was a totally different angle so i was really taken aback by that so yeah i just wanted to get that in there i gotta hear your, your perspective though man where's the con potentially controversial piece so laura richards is really like kind of hyper focused on the media putting in the news that this, the first victim you know the mother of these children um was was a, a sex worker or or had sex for money and she you know really flats out that this you know goes out of her way to try to you know, throw cold water on this and and, and dismiss that claim. Um, and I have a couple problems with, with that um, in general. And I, I understand the sensitivity to the son. You know, it, uh, if the newspapers are reporting that his mother was a sex worker, I mean, that's horrible to have to read about your mother. But when, when we're talking about victimology and, and studying, you know, the people that, that put themselves in high-risk situations, uh, you know, put them you know put themselves at risk i mean that's by by definition so i i think it's it's important not to gloss over and, and try to like sweep under the rug because you know um you're trying to be sensitive to the victim or you know you have an agenda uh to go out of your way to not call her a sex worker if she was because i think that's important information uh to know for for future people and just in people in general well i think the point that she was making was more along the lines of when the press touts that component of a victim's life while a case is active and open, you dissuade the public from caring 
or getting involved in sharing a tip because it's almost like, well, that's just kind of like a meaningless person anyway. So I don't think that she would have a concern after the fact, acknowledging that from like a teaching standpoint or an, an identifying high risk behavior standpoint moving forward. The takeaway that I from her was that it was such a concern to her that it's shoddy police work to allow those details to get out there through the press because that only potentially hampers the investigation because the public's not going to really care to participate in sending tips and that kind. Does that make sense? Sort of. And and, then, and I agree with you fr from that standpoint because The Sun even makes the point like when after like the 10th victim, um, they, the newspaper was like, oh, this is like the first real citizen that got murdered. Now, now we can start caring uh, about yeah. it. And yeah, right. So we right. So if a serial killer kills a sex worker, we should care. Right. I mean, and to that point, I 100 percent, they don't deserve it. And it's horrible and it's not any less heinous. But I, I think for just to have all the facts on the table and as as teaching moments for society and just morality in general that, you know, for women that are engaged in sex work, they should be aware of the victimology and the risks that they're putting themselves in and i, I don't think those details should be kind of snuffed out and kind of um excused or you know hey we shouldn't even worry ourselves about this i, I do yeah. think it's an important component of the victimology uh, dude i i even think laura richards would agree with you i think her beef was with that being wielded around like uh just uh detracting limiting like there was there's a a method and a manner to communicate those details and i really feel like her beef was more with the press and how they did that and how that potentially complicated cases but i think she would even i don't want to put words in her mouth though i don't think she was whitewashing anything here i think her stance was it was so beaten that horse of who these people were potentially in their personal lives that she didn't need to continue to beat that drum in this podcast. It's out there. She acknowledged it and chose to emphasize other components of it. I don't think, especially as a crime analyst, she could afford to ever whitewash details of things. Does that, does that make sense at all? You I think I I'm being too generous in my. Uh... I think you're being a little generous. Well, okay. because and 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 I'll disagree with you because I've listened to plenty of her podcasts uh, on Real Crime Profile. Yep. And she really hyper interjects her her feelings, her politics, in, into her her commentary, and and I think that's kind of a blind spot for her. Interesting. Uh, okay. And and I picked, I really picked up on that uh, on these two episodes where I can just sense you know that yeah I, I think that she's like you know again huge fan uh i think what she does the work that she does is commendable but i i think she's got this like hyper feminist uh world view and when she interjects that and when, when anyone does that i i, I think it, they do it themselves a disservice and and i really sense it on, on many of of her analysis on, on these cases uh, and I, I just think it's it's flawed to to a degree. That's interesting, man. I didn't really have that kind of reaction, but yeah, you know, uh, by all means, man, we want to hear any and all reactions. You're just sharing what yours was, man. All good. That's Tim Rogers, guys. Send emails to Tim, please. <laughs> yep. Uh, email Tim Rogers at uh, don'tsendit.com. 
<laughs> no, man. So, so, dude, let's get beyond that a little bit, which I think is a fair point for you to bring out because clearly that is a component of this podcast. There's the really strong emphasis on honoring the victims, the families here. Uh, but let's also say this, Tim, when it does get down to detailing like the crime scene, I mean, there's no detail withheld here. I mean, this gets graphic and not in sort of like a suspenseful slasher way, but in a very analytic, dispassionate, cold look. I mean, but the details are horrific and they are not spared. Uh, thoughts on that piece? Yeah, I mean, uh, that, that's the that's the uh, the double-edged sword of of true crime, man. It can it can be chilling, uh, especially with with some true crime podcasts. I mean, hey, you're talking about really dark, uh, disturbing subject matter, and and you get that, especially with some of the descriptions there. Yeah, no no doubt about it. And um, you know, listen, there's so many flavors of true crime out there. There's the dramatic reenactments. There's sort of the the bros just getting down and analyzing a case. There's the soccer mom shrinking wine and having laughs over a case. Um, this here is the actual stone cold truth with like a, a, a credential analyst who's literally investigated cases for a remarkable story career, bringing her knowledge and her passion to a podcast platform where we, the consumers, can really kind of a podcast have a, a seat right in next, uh, uh, right alongside a crime analyst. And while I don't think it's necessarily um, reinventing the wheel in true crime, but it's the unfettered access to someone who's actually worked these cases at the level she's had. And also, I think the emphasis on honoring the victims and the families and interviewing the kids and that's a little bit of a, a more of a unique approach there's other shows out there that take the justice angle seriously and all that but i i think the degree in what she's looking to really um honor the families here is a little bit of a, a different take on things too so dude let's kind of put our parting thoughts on this man is, is this something you're compelled to check back in on or is just cool to check out and you're really not uh that stoked moving forward or what are you thinking yeah, so supposedly the Netflix documentary is, uh, you know, uh, pretty popular. So um, I'm, I'd rather listen to the podcast, honestly, because I, I like the long form. And, I, you know, like I said, I like Laura Richards. Uh, I like hearing from the victims. You probably get information that, that you're not getting from Netflix. But, you know, I, I think the overall point, too, is right. This 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 story about this serial killer, I, I won't say his nickname or moniker, Um we you know was huge tab for the last 30 years right i mean it's like the tabloids you know sensationalized this story and they sold a lot of newspapers and people profited you know news tabloid newspapers profited all, off of this guy and this story and they held him up you know they mentioned when he died in prison it was like a big some sort of event uh, excuse me and um I like how Laura Richards now shines the light on the victims, and now we can, uh, you know, sensationalize the victims and and shine the light on them, and kind of take the sensational back from the the tabloid media's, and uh, you know, ma make them uh, kind of the focus. And um, and I, I like that about this podcast. Yeah, and I think another avenue that was teased on where this show is going to go, that could be a little bit of a differentiator beyond just her being such a credentialed expert, is so she talked about how for the first bit of episode, she's going to deconstruct 
the known uh, murders that were absolutely tied to this individual. But then beyond that, she's going to start looking at cases in that area that were not um, necessarily thought to have been tied or directly known to have been tied to this perpetrator. And she's going to potentially look for ways to where the patterns and the behaviors do make sense. So it almost sounds like she's going to investigate some cold cases that potentially could be linked to this guy, which to me, that's fascinating um, to, to kind of go through that journey with her to look at sort of unsolved. I don't know if they're unsolved or just not necessarily tied to this individual. That was sort of teased, but that could be something that's definitely a different take on what you're hearing out there uh, across the genre. And if I'm not mistaken, she worked on the case, right? Like maybe years later as like a uh, like a, a consultant or some sort of cold case consultant. I if I'm not think mistaken. what she mentioned is that a documentarian reached out to her to do some work on this. And she was going to accept it. But when the filming came around, she had some other sort of commitment that kept her from not being able to film to be involved. But that interaction of potentially working in a documentary on the serial killer kind of stayed in her head and gave her the idea to sort of revisit it through this manner and means of doing a podcast on it. Right. Okay. Well, hey, man, you know, her. she has a very unique skill set and expertise where I think you're not going to get this kind of analysis anywhere else. So uh, that's just a, one other reason to tune in, man. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. So I'm going to share my party thoughts. You and I are always having just an ongoing conversation. It's like, you know, where's true crime at right now? Is it oversaturated? Is it like the real estate market where it's this bubble and it's just going to burst and people are going to lose interest? Yeah, I think you and I both fall in the camp that humans are always going to be fascinated by the darkness that's out there. So there's always going to be a draw, but there's got to be at least authentic and legitimate ways to come at it. That is what you have here without a doubt, Laura Richards. There's no more, more credential than that. So I think for any true crime fan out there, it's the real deal. You're going to be all in on this show. Parting shot from you, Tim. Plus, you know, uh, real crime profile like they're kind of like uh their shtick uh is to kind of be like a companion piece so they'll take whatever's on netflix the um you know the binge du jour and and they'll riff from a podcast standpoint from a, a companion standpoint and this podcast does that very thing because now the ripper uh on netflix is this you know binge uh phenomenon going on and she's kind of going right along with netflix on it so you can consume this podcast as a companion piece too so I, I think that also makes it unique but i agree with everything you said as well man well done man so tim that was fun always love getting to talk some true crime with you especially a new edition for 2021 dude on to the next one already looking forward to it man all right man see you all later right, brother are a dude and a bro podcast show we are entrenched in podcasts we want to do for the world of podcasting what siskel and ebert did for movies back in the day so we love doing reviews of our favorite podcasts we love suggesting new shows to all the fine folks out there in the world and tim and i love debating topics from the latest and greatest episodes of our favorite podcast shows hey guys you would do us a huge favor if you could head over to podchaser.com 
Podchaser is your one-stop shop for all things related to podcasts and your favorite podcast shows. Search a dude and a bro podcast show and then leave us a review. If you could take a moment to drop a few lines about what it is you enjoy about a dude and a bro podcast show over on the Podchaser site, we'd be eternally grateful for your support. Thanks so much, guys.